Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello. Good afternoon, Jen. Oh, I mean, it's morning for us, and also it's potentially afternoon and evening for the people, so that is a really awful hello. I'm sorry, do you want to start the podcast again? Yeah. All right. Say hello then. Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> you happy? Yeah. Covered all bases there. Yeah, we did, we did. Good. I never know how to say hello anymore, run out of hellos. Hey, hello, hi, what's happening, what's up? What's up? What's up? How you getting what's on? What's up? All right. That's a that's a northern Wigan right, thing, isn't it? All right, all right, all right. No, it's Matthew McConaughey in Magic Mike. <laughs> is that the magician thing you might watch in? Yeah. yeah. There is actually a magician in Wigan called Mike Magic. Mike he's Magic. called. <laughs> Very good marketing though. It's working. We're talking about him on the podcast. It's so funny. I'm not sure that's why he did it to get on our podcast, but <laughs> people are talking about him. Yeah, they are. If I was a magician, I'd call myself Mike Magic, which is what? weird. Because your name's Phil. No, can't do magic. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I think you should learn I think you'd be a good magician do you that Santa's well creepy look at him what I wish you could all see we need a YouTube channel I know I know what I'll do I'll take a picture and then if people look at the podcast I can put it on my story on that day he looks like he's having a mental breakdown just stood staring at the wall yeah Besides, you're having a bad day Santa it's alright we all have them I'm not joking we do we have bad days I have her day as well to be fair I don't blame him. It's the 16th. He's got a week to go. He's probably flapping now, isn't he? It's fine, Santa. You get it done every year. Every year. Which, by the way, saw this the other day. I absolutely loved it. It said, why on films does Santa stop at a house, drop off presents, then zoom off 50 miles to the west? Why doesn't he go next door? He's always on his last days. <laughs> yeah, he's just always either finished or he just flies to another country. Like, why doesn't he ever go next door? It's a very, very valid point. You do realise now somebody is going to message you with a scene from a Christmas film where he goes next door and the knocks it doesn't exist oh well doesn't exist challenge accepted for many people just then yeah Jen's just accepted the challenge for you that is from How About Your Mother we were talking about this the other day weren't we what do you mean when Ellie put on her story that she prefers How About Your Mother over her friends challenge accepted was from How About Your Mother oh is it because we were talking about how I was obsessed with How About Your Mother Mm. like really obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and Phil was like I know you loved it like but would you say friends over How About Your Mother and I was like as much as I love it it just doesn't stand the test of time like Friends. No. Like, I would I would, I would, would never think twice about, like, jumping into Friends and, like, watching any episode. But I don't think I'd ever do that with him anymore. I think that's my favourite thing about Friends. You can just go and watch that episode 98 and it wouldn't matter. Like, you don't need to catch up. You don't need to remember what happened. Like, you can just dive in. Yeah. It's brilliant, it isn't is it? It is good. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of people watching Friends over Christmas as well. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. I've not seen every episode. I didn't find out how they met the mother. 
That was terrible. It's not I believe not it was a, end to the end. I believe it was a rubbish ending. <laughs> it was rubbish. Why yeah. does everything end rubbish? Why is no one good at endings? Friends. A... Friends was the only oh, thing. Oh, do you know that what? You're right. Well. Friends is the best ending. Can you remember the last thing that got said in Friends? The last yeah. word. Um, you always talk about this. I do. I love it. Um, it's a good trivia question. We'll put it on. Oh no. Uh, When's this coming out? Monday. We'll put this on the Christmas quiz for tomorrow night. For the Where? hour. Yeah. Is it worth? Yes, <laughs> smashed it. I, if you don't know anything about me, is I've watched I've watched Friends as many times as you can possibly think of, but I am rubbish at remembering Friends quotes. I don't know what it is. I'm just stuff. Rubbish, yeah, I've got a really bad memory. <laughs> yeah, but the last word in the whole of the Friends series is were. Because it's Chandler, isn't it? Because yeah. he says, "Should we go for a coffee?" and he says, "Were." Yeah, <laughs> it gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. I literally, honestly, that program it just is number so, one fan of you. What's the word? You? Nostalgia. Nostalgic. Oh, I just absolutely love every second of that. There's never been a bad episode, and that's some effort, by the way, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Anyway, I would imagine you're all going to be watching a little bit of Friends or How I Met Your Mother or just stuff over the Christmas period, because I feel yeah. like that's what happens, isn't it? We watch a lot of watch stuff. Watch every TV programme you can ever think of. Do you know what? I was talking, We were talking about this as well the other day, because uh, one of my friends um, took a picture of the um, Radio Times like magazine. Mm-hmm. I know where they have all like the what's on well oh, what's like on TV yeah, over yeah, Christmas. Yeah. There's one called What's on TV. That's the one I used to have. That's mm-hmm. why I said it. I know that one. Yeah, big, um, big red box in the top corner. What's on yeah, TV? Yeah, yeah. My mum and dad used to get it. Well, my mum got it every single week. I don't know if she still does actually. Anyway, I used to I used to get that one out and I used to go through and circle all the Christmas films that I wanted to watch Love or all that. the films because they just put like an absolute shed ton of films on over Christmas. It's don't ridiculous. Don't they? It's they still do it as much now. You've got like Netflix and Amazon and probably what we just don't know Disney notice. and stuff because we're watching Netflix and Amazon. Yeah, very good point. I feel like I love all the like old school like classic Christmas ones though, like Sound of Music. I always used to watch that one on New Year's Day. I remember they didn't put it on New Year's Day once. I was absolutely devastated. You could have just watched it. You don't have to watch it. You'd be on the internet somewhere. My other one, Big. But big, great big. film. Big. Mm. Oh, uh, not a Christmas film, but purely associated with Christmas. What we'll do is we'll bring out we'll bring out episode fifty nine B where we actually talk about the eight <laughs> tips to tackle the lack of routine around Christmas. I'm gonna put this on my story today about because I just tried to do a nice little tangent or a nice Sorry. little segue onto it, and you just carried on talking about film. I was like, yeah, because there's gonna be loads of people watching films over Christmas. You went, yeah, big, uh, <laughs> and also Sound of Music, and also Elf, and then they'll also watch Santa Claus, and what they'll also watch is I'm like, yeah, I know we covered that when I said films. Santa Claus the movie's the best. Brilliant, she's still going. Where they make all like they have all it's the old one and they like have all the ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on! I'll tell you what, we'll rename it. We'll just call it Jen's favorite Christmas films, <laughs> and we'll just do a full episode where you tell everybody about all your favorite Christmas films. Shall we? We've not really watched any either. <sighs> Elf. That's all we've watched. That wasn't an invitation to keep naming <laughs> films. It is my favorite. One. Sorry to join in, but we watched the holiday. We didn't. We watched five minutes of it. Yeah, but we know how it ends anyway. So. <laughs> Just like to get reminded how it Can't believe we've not watched that one yet. Uh, we will do. Someone put it on the story last night. Is this the best film? And I was like, yeah. Yes, it is. Most hated part of the holiday, though. There we go. Come on. G- can you guess it? Most hated part. I can um, tell you my favourite part as well. Go on, what's your favourite part? Guess them both. Well, it was something to do when he walks in because you fancy him. No. So just every time he comes on screen. What, that's Jude your favourite part. Yeah. No. That's your favourite part every no. time Jude Law's on screen. No matter what he's doing or when he's doing it. It doesn't. My favourite part does not involve Jude Law. Oh, is it when he gets the eyelash out of her eye? I just said it doesn't involve Jude Law. It's not Jude Law that does that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it at the beginning when it's really wind. Oh, no, it's not right at the beginning. She's already oh, moved across. Oh, Jack Black. And he says it's the southern winds or something. And oh, yeah. Go, not, do you not like that bit? Shall not, because that couple makes me a little bit cringe. You don't like Jack Black, do you? I, no. Mm. The, my most hated moment actually involves him. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, when he does the singy thing. Yeah. Scootin' dootin' dootin' bootin' dootin' Shut up! That was quite good, actually. Yeah! You could be Jack Black. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
salvage ourselves in some way. I fully agree. I think if you can action the eight tips in this, not only will it give you a better, more enjoyable, more productive, happier Christmas, but I think it's going to allow you to not fall into that trap of, right, I need to change everything. Yeah. Because you don't need to change everything because not everything will be seen as required to needing change. Yeah. And I I think... I think the big thing that we want to take from this is like we're not saying don't do all of those things that we've just talked about like absolutely do them all like it's christmas it's part of christmas that's absolutely fine but i think if we can create a little bit of routine and structure some like little anchor points that maybe aren't as extreme as normal throughout this next week or so um until we kind of hit new year it tends to be this period of time doesn't it where things fall apart a bit but if we can create that little bit of routine and structure some some little basic anchor points that can keep us going they're a little bit like scaled down compared to normal it's going to keep us one in a better mood because we're finding ways to still look after ourselves and it's also probably going to help us stay in that little bit more control over food and movement which then like we say will we won't feel that same need to go into the new year feeling like we've got to undo everything that we've just done over the last few weeks. It's basically finding a balance between Christmas and looking after ourselves is what we 100%, want to do, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that brings us nicely onto that very first that first tip because as you said then about creating anchor points. If you've never heard us talk about anchor points, we basically mean points Ooh, throughout sorry. the day. Bit creepy very loud. that. Do I'm speaking? Sorry. Honestly, I can't wait to move about next time you say something. Um <laughs> When Jen mentioned about anchor points, if you've never heard us talk about it, it's basically set or sort of set points in the day where you almost either check in with yourself or do something. And our first tip today was going to be to set three intentions for the day because it's so easy and you'll have all have done this. We've done it. Everybody's done it. You get to about 11 o'clock at night, you're like, oh God, I've done now. I've done nothing. I've literally just sat here and eating celebrations and watch films. And as we said before, we're not saying don't eat celebrations and watch films. What we're saying is in the evening, the day before, Set three intention for that intentions for that day. This is what I'm going to go and do this day. These are the things that I'm going to go and achieve. And they don't have to be big things. They don't have to be, I'm going to climb Mount Everest, do a three-hour workout, and then I'm going to go and run a marathon. Like you, It doesn't need to be that. Your intentions can be as small as, I'm going to eat breakfast, I'm going to go for a walk in the afternoon, and then in the evening I'm going to sit down and journal. Like They can be just the absolute basic, but those intentions, they give you like a fixed point to just sort of check in with yourself, mm-hmm. don't they? Just an opportunity to just sort of go, right, I'm doing something that I set out to achieve today. I've got an intention. I've done what I've said I was going to do and now I can move on. And they don't need to be big, powerful things. They can be tiny things. Yeah, and I think as well, like, if you know you're feeling a certain way... <clears throat> sorry, a little frog in my throat there. If you know you're feeling a certain way on that day or the day before, you, you, you've really struggled with something... I don't know, you're feeling a bit low on energy. Think about your three intentions for that next day of like, what are things that give me energy? Can I plan in a few things that are going to give me a little boost of energy after maybe a, a bit more of a sluggish day type thing? Yeah, that's a good point. Don't make your three intentions. Watch Arthur Christmas. Watch Love Actually. <laughs> watch The Holiday. Like, do those things, but they're not your three intentions for the day. So whoever's listening to this, planning that in, clever, but three better intentions, please. <laughs> but these, these kind of next things that we're going to talk about can be some ideas basically 100% yeah because we massively honestly like this is something that I genuinely believe not just for Christmas will change your life if you can do this every day this will change your life and it's as simple as starting with some kind of movement first thing just some kind of movement that again doesn't need to be climbing a mountain or going for a a run or finishing a marathon it can literally be you know we take Reggie for a walk in the Mm -hmm. morning 15-20 minutes it's cold 
It's bitter cold sometimes. My face is frozen. I get back and I feel incredible. Of course, it can also be going to the gym. It could be doing a home workout. It could be doing yoga. It could be doing mobility. It could literally be doing a little bit of stretching. And also, we're not saying it has to be 20 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour and a half. It can be five minutes, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. When we say start with some kind of movement, it is then up to you to decide which movement and how long for. Please do not be pushed in any direction Mm -hmm. by anybody else saying you have to do this, you have to do that. You don't. Find something that's going to start your day with intent. Because that's going to give you that level of satisfaction that you've completed something. It's going to give you that uh, level of fulfillment, you know, achievement. It's going to give you that I've overcome a challenge. It's also going to allow you to start your day with intent so you feel productive, you feel positive, you feel happy, you feel healthy. Isn't that an incredible way to start a day? So that goes for Christmas because it's going to allow you then to allow that feeling you get to spill out into everything else you do. But it goes for the rest of your life as well. Just some kind of movement. Doesn't need to be anything mad. No, I like some days. Um, <clears throat> I remember there were there would be some days where I'd just wake up and literally like I was doing mobility, but I like just free ball and just mm. like do like stretches and yeah, do go where my body felt like it needed to do, just moving it in a way that felt good. Like just some kind of movement of your body. It's incredible what it can do to just give you a really good feeling to go into your day with because you already feel like you've accomplished something from the word go and like Phil said it's really great to get out and do it first thing particularly if it's like cold or wet or rainy because it means you get to come in get a shower here's a quick tip (laughs) boil your kettle before you go make a brew a little bit quicker and tip number three right we know that we are probably not going to be sat around the christmas table or i hope we're not going to be sat around the christmas table counting our calories working out how many calories are in the slice of turkey that you've got etc etc however we massively believe that it can actually be beneficial to take your focus elsewhere uh, earlier than just Christmas Day. So rather than thinking, right, I'm going to consume this amount of calories and on this day and this amount on this day, think less than that. Just think, right, I'm just going to plan in three meals for each day. Now, you might not have them at the exact same time every day. That's absolutely fine. One of those meals might be leftover cheese and crackers. That's absolutely fine. Or turkey butters. Turkey butters, turkey turkey and stuffing butters. Sensational. I hope one of the meals is going to be that. Mm -hmm. But what what we want you to now do is think, right, I'm just going to have three meals a day. Mm -hmm. And that, again, it's a bit of an anchor point. It gives you an intention for each part of the day. It's not now about, right, well, each meal needs to be 500 calories or 800 calories or 600. It's not. It's literally just thinking I'm going to give myself some structure, a bit of routine. I'm going to wake up at some point and have breakfast. At some point in the afternoon, I'm going to have dinner. And at some point in the evening, I'm going to have tea. We know that there'll be snacks within that and desserts as well. That's absolutely 100% okay. Give yourself permission to do all that. But just make sure those three meals are in there to give you that structure and routine to your day. Yeah, and I think even if you go for some like smaller meals that have just got a little bit of like nutritional goodness in them, just to mm-hmm. give you that little energy boost. Because I think what can ha- what tends to happen is we end up snacking so much throughout the day around Christmas because there's not much else to do. There's a lot of food in. Like it, it can it can be easy to just kind of graze. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, the odd day grazing is fine, but like grazing tends to lead to overeating because we don't we tend to do it quite mindlessly Mm -hmm. we tend to do it um across the day so we're not really recognizing how much we're eating the foods that we tend to graze on tend to be things that don't actually fill us so what's going on with my voice today they don't actually fill us so we end up eating loads of them because we're never actually putting fuel in our body that's actually filling us up Mm -hmm. Because it's not got any kind of nutritional value within it. So I think it's just really, really great to have three meals just blocked out where you can just go. Or even like 
a couple of meals that have got some kind of good nutrients in them that are going to give you a little bit of a boost and, and keep you feeling um positive and, and good and full up basically mm-hmm. rather than getting falling into the trap of grazing throughout the day um, because it is that vicious cycle of I'll eat this that doesn't fill me up I'm hungry again two seconds later so I'll eat this and then that's when we get to the point where we're suddenly we're at the end of the day and we're like oh my goodness I've eaten so much I feel so rubbish I feel so bloated I feel awful and that's the feeling that we want to try and avoid by creating that structure throughout the day, isn't it? Mm, 100%. Um, the other one kind of ties into the second one we talked about, but we did say start your day with a bit of movement, but I think it's ridiculously important to get outside every day. Um, I think, like we said before, it can be really easy to get stuck in that, oh, I'll just have a pyjama day, mm-hmm. or like, I'll, I'll have a duvet day. But it's thinking about the um, long-term implications of doing things like that. If we're not kind of getting outside and getting some fresh air each day, it's what that can then potentially do to our mental health. Um, That fresh air is so, so important to our day just to kind of keep us feeling energised, keep us in a positive headspace, getting that fresh air, being in nature. it's, It's really, really important for our mental health to help us keep going isn't it and as we said before it doesn't need to be an hour five no. hours ten hours it can literally be if you're having a, in fact if you're having a really difficult day which we know some people will have over the christmas period and you really are genuinely struggling mm. it might be getting out for a minute you might mm. just be walking around the block or up and down the street once but that ability to get yourself outside is going to have such a profound effect on your your mental health and your health in general so please find the opportunities to get outside every single day and i would also say plan it in where yeah. possible I would say that one particularly as well. It like Phil said, if you're having a struggle, a, a day where you're struggling, for people who uh, might be on their own or living on their own, things like that around Christmas, I would say prioritize this one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely prioritize this one because when you get outside, you bump into people. That that connection, even if it's just smiling at someone and saying good morning. That's what you, we need those little moments. You get to see other dogs. And you get to see dogs, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're a dog person, mm-hmm. we, we love it when people stop and stroke red jaw, don't we? It depends. I'm what? in a rush now, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Try to get back. Get off him. And he loves it. He does he's love like, it. He's like, no, Dad, let me stay here. No. Literally, if anyone shows him any kind of attention, he's trying to lick the, fl- the face within two seconds. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not the best habit we've let him um, have that one, is it? No. Um, <clears throat> okay, I think we're halfway through the tips and it's taken us about 40 minutes, so we're going to have to fly through this last <gasps> Sorry. Um, so plan- In fact, no, it's not. It's taken us two minutes. We just spoke about films all the way through the first start <laughs> of the podcast. Um, so another one is going to be plan your week so that you know where you're going to be, what events you've got got on, and if you need to do anything beforehand. Because That's I think so underrated, that. that it really is, Planning what it? you need to do beforehand. Yeah. It is mad how underrated that is. <clears throat> because if you think, oh, I'm going to X family member's house tonight, or when I go to that person's house, it's always a big one. We always end up drinking loads of alcohol. Like, what have you got planned in for the next day? What have you got in the house to eat for the next day? Is it going to be things that are going to make you feel really good, or is it going to be things that are going to fuel that hangover and make you feel even worse? And planning what your three intentions are going to be for the next day. Is it going to be to do what me and Phil do: coffee, water, ice pop if we've got one in, walk, shower. Like these are our non-negotiables around those hangovers. Like to get ourselves up out and not stuck in slug mode basically mm, 100% <laughs> slug mode I like it um, and then the next one we're going to skip over because we have covered it in loads of detail in episode 58 but be mindful around food um, this can be um, it doesn't really sound like one for structure and routine but it really is part of building structure and routine into your day so 
still having those little anchor points around food of where we we sit and actually eat and i think it comes back to the grazing element doesn't it and and eating without realizing so if you want more info on that one flip back to episode 58 because we go into that in loads of detail in there definitely we'll finish this episode first Mm -hmm. um and then last two or three expect to move a bit less and eat a bit more and this is a bit of a strange tip but what happens is we go into the christmas period with an intention to keep doing what we've previously been doing and then when we're not able to do it, we feel pretty guilty, don't we? We're like, oh, I'm not exercising enough. I'm not moving enough. I'm, I'm eating more food. This is terrible. I'm a failure. I'm rubbish. I'm not good enough. And then we feel guilty. And then we eat more and move less. And it has that knock on, that domino effect. And all of a sudden it's Christmas. Then it's New Year. And then it's right, I need New Year, New Me. I need to change everything. If you go in with the intention of, right, do you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to move a bit less. I'm actually going to remove my step target. And I'm literally going to move less. All I'm going to do is set the intention, as we've already spoken about, of getting out a minimum of once a day that's my goal and if it's one minute goal achieved box ticked and we often talk about how we should always reduce goals to match up with where life is but in this moment i would say have that as a non-negotiable like jen said getting outside every single day should be your non-negotiable because if you're feeling like you can't get out it's probably because you need to get out and that will massively help by knowing that about going Do you know what i feel really really terrible i feel really low it's because you've not been out. It's not because you can't get out. It's because you've not been out. And Honestly, that is not going to help. Festive walks are my favourite. I love aren't festive they? walks. Mm-hmm. Like arranging to meet a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. Big walk planned out somewhere. Nice little pub lunch at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That gives me all the Christmas feels. 100%. Like, I'd do that every day if I could. Can't. It's not Christmas every day. Alright. Well, I'd do it every other day then. It's not Christmas every other day though. Gosh. <laughs> and eat a bit more go in with the intention of I'm going to eat a bit more because you go into Christmas every year saying right this is it this is the year where I eat less this is the year where I just don't eat as much chocolate and I'm only going to have one serving of turkey and I'm going to make sure that I don't overeat throughout the Christmas period and I'm not going to overdrink and then you get to the end of Christmas and you're like oh my god all I've done is overeat and overdrink and I feel terrible set the intention that you know you can achieve go into it give yourself unconditional permission to eat anything that you want you can eat anything and I promise you, not only will you probably eat less in the end anyway, because you're not actually that bothered about food as much because you've given yourself permission, so therefore there's not this high level of craving, but you'll also feel better about it because that was your intention anyway, so there's no longer any guilt. Mm-hmm. And if you want to read a little bit about this, I've actually posted about this yesterday on social media, and I can say that because it's now Monday, mm-hmm. so it was on Sunday. So if you're reading, listen to this on Tuesday, it was two days ago, but anyway, I'm not going to do that for the next six weeks. <laughs> oh my At goodness. some point, go the back 18th. onto my page. and on, Is it the 18th? It will be on Sunday. It won't. Will it not? It'll be the 19th. It's the 16th I thought it was the today. 19th on the Monday. No. Alright. Not sure why we're still talking about dates. <laughs> right. Go onto my page. It's called How to Not Feel Guilty About Eating Less and Eat More and <laughs> Alright, yeah. You'll find it. Anyway, last one. Embrace the downtime and switch on to things that you enjoy. Because again, this is similar to the last one in regards to how we what we do, our intention of what we do and how we feel about what we've done or not done embrace the fact that you've got a bit of time to chill out we're talking about structure and routine and when we say words like that people think it means like having this like boot camp style day where every single minute is planned out and we don't mean that what we're saying is have structure have routine have some anchor points have some intention for the day so it makes you feel productive and healthy and happy but embrace the fact that you've got this opportunity to chill to relax to not have to do a million and one things. But, and this is really, really, really important, and this is something we took from our coach, don't just switch off. Don't see it as just stopping. See it as, right, what can I do? What things do I enjoy? Maybe even explore things you've not done before. This is an opportunity to spend a couple of weeks or a week or so where you're doing things you've never tried before. 
I don't know what it could be. It could be anything. What's that knitting style thing you do? Uh, macrame. I don't know if I'm saying it right, though. Macrame. I don't know if it's macrame or macrame. I never know. I think macrame. Crochet. A lot of people Crochet. like this diamond painting. Never See, done there's that tons before. of things. Just just try something <clears throat> that, you, that will require... Your attention, your hands, your brain, like something that's going to allow you to switch on. Or maybe you've been telling yourself all year you're going to read that book and you've still not read it. Have a good read. Do you know what as well? I want to I want to do a bit of a share on this one because for so many years I would, um, particularly when I was teaching and I had like half terms and summer holidays and Christmas holidays and things like that, I would... I was a sucker for like binge watching series, binge watch like back to back films, like in any kind. But what I started to do was I started to understand myself and my mind and my body a little bit more. Is actually what I realised was that was a huge trigger for my depression, and mm-hmm. I recognised that lions and sitting all day in my pajamas and um, watching TV all the time actually left me feeling really, really low, and I. I think I misconstrued what switching off was. I think I thought that in order to switch off, I, I should get lying, I should be in my pyjamas, and I should be just watching TV doing nothing. And that what I realised was that actually wasn't helpful for me. It was more harmful for me than it was positive. So what I started to do was what Phil said, is find things that allowed my mind to switch off, but allowed my hands to be busy in my mind to have something else to engage in so I will 100% be getting the jigsaw back out over Mm -hmm. Christmas love doing a jigsaw over Christmas but in little things like like reading's a big one for me and it's taken me some time to explore this I love doing like crafty bits as well um I might get stuck into like my embroidery over Christmas when I've got a bit more time like I started an embroidery course that I've never finished but just like things that allow you to switch on to something else I think, I think, think about yourself and think about is, is that kind of lazing around and like for some people, yeah, that is really great downtime and it makes them feel really great. But maybe for you, you might recognise that actually that isn't the best thing for you and that exploring other things that allow you to switch off, but, but kind of keep your mind stimulated because I think that was the thing for me, like, I would be watching TV, yet I'd be sat on my phone and I hate scrolling. So then I'd be scrolling, getting annoyed at myself for scrolling when I was supposed to be watching TV, but the TV wasn't stimulating me enough, so I needed the other device in my hand. And mm-hmm. actually, what Roll I needed was something that actually, like, I could have a Christmas film on in the background if I was doing embroidery at the same mm-hmm. time, because, like, my mind was stimulated and actively working on something that was making me feel really good and accomplished and, and enjoying myself. So 100%. that was just a bit of a share on that one in terms of routine and structure of do you actually know what your body and mind require in the downtime? Love that share. Great share. And for anybody that wants it, here's a quick run-through of the eight tips that we've given, just so that you know. Set three intentions for the day. Start the day with movement. Planning three meals for each day. Get yourself outside every single day. Plan your weeks. You know you'll be, what events you've got, and whether you need to do anything beforehand. Be mindful around food. Listen to episode 58 for that. Expect to move less and eat more. And embrace the downtime and switch on to some things that you enjoy. Yeah, I think they're good then. Yeah, if you want to kind of go back 30 seconds, click record, and then you can just listen to those eight things. And then every single morning, listen to that 20 seconds. Love that. Make sure you go and doing that. That's a great one. Screen record if you don't know. Yes. Swipe down from the top right-hand corner of your little iPhone if you've got one. Press the little record button. Mm. 
And then there you go. Well, message one of us and say, couldn't bother doing that, what the eight things? And I'll send it. <laughs> right, Jen, time yes. to put you on the spot. Go on then. This is from Emily. I don't actually know her last name because she didn't say in the message, but thanks anyway, Emily. Who do you look up to as a role model? <gasps> Ooh, oh, hang on. Who do you look up to as a role model other than Phil, it says? <laughs> she didn't say that, but I wish she had. Mm. But thanks for your question, Emily. And who do you look up to as a role model, Jen K? And I'm going to throw in a question. And why? I'd like to know why. Um, does it have to be one person? She didn't specify. She just said who. So it could be 300. She just said who do you look up to as a role model? Well, actually, I answered this one. We did a little bit of a values thing, didn't we? And it got me thinking about like the types of people that I look I up to. I thought you meant like, as on another episode. Or I, don't I actually wrote you on that as well. You did? I did because I do you you I do look at you as a bit of a role model because Phil is is very mentally resilient and that is an area where I'm working on. So therefore, you are a role model on a day to day basis of how I can change my thought paths. So I do actually see you as um, someone I look up to. It's nice when you call me mentally resilient because sometimes you call me an emotional rock and I feel like it's the same <laughs> thing, but I prefer mentally resilient. <laughs> one feels like a compliment, yeah, one feels to... like an insult. I right so. Interesting one for females who tend to be a little bit more emotionally unstable, shall I say. <laughs> because... Put it this way, you can get away with saying that. <laughs> yeah. I certainly can't. But it is the way that we're built. If you know anything about the human mind, like there is actual like research mm. that females process things in a very different way to males. But for a really large time, I used to criticise you for being an emotional rock, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And the more I read about human psychology is the people who are more mentally stable and the, the more mentally robust are the ones who don't get too high with the highs and too low with the wo- lows. Mm-hmm. So they might come across as people who don't really feel things. And there are people who mask how they're feeling. Don't get me wrong when oh, I say course, that. There yeah. absolutely are males who hide how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. But there are some males and females, obviously, um, but... Um, there'll be some males who you're like, why do you just never show any emotion? Who actually are just really good at managing their emotions. <laughs> um, so yeah, I look up to people who are really good at managing their emotions and one of those people being you. Thank I also you. look up to people who give time for others. Mm. That's a huge thing for me. Like people who take time out of their day to help other people and do good for those who are less fortunate than them. Those type of people love are my that. like role models. Mm-hmm. I love that. Very good answer as well. Mm, thank you. It doesn't have to be a particular person, so it can be a set of people. No, because there's lots of people who fall into that category for me. Millions, I would say, yeah. probably. So it's hard to just put a name to that, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and then, do you know who else? Like, people who are able to find happiness in the moment. Love that. Because that's, that's something I'm working on, being a little bit more present, not living in the future or the past. Enjoying the passage of time. Enjoying the passage of time, as Jimmy Kerr said on the Diary of the CEO podcast. He did. It's a, it stuck with us, that one, hasn't it? Love that one. We've it's been living by that. It stuck with me even though, for whatever reason, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> that's not like you either. No. It's like me. Do you know why I couldn't remember it? Because I thought you said something else, so I remembered the other thing. No, because I listened to it after you and you said there's a really good quote that I can't remember, so I wrote it down, and when I write things down, mm. they stick in my brain. But I thought you said joy in every moment, so I like it thinking now, joy in every moment. <laughs> well, it's same, same nice thing to live by. Yeah, it is, to be fair. Right, you ready to learn about this week's joke? Right, is this another one from you? Because secret, Phil has just started creating the jokes because people have stopped sending them in. <laughs> it's not secret now, is it? Actually, last week's joke wasn't from me. Is it not? I think I did it twice, yeah. Or three times. I'm, <laughs> I'm just on, trying to crush Just so you know, section. we're on episode 58. You've not been doing it the I whole time. I ain't done too bad. Honestly, genuinely, this one's from me. But 
that's because I saw this and thought, I need to actually, uh, this is brilliant. And and the reason that I'm saying this one is because Jen asked for Christmas-related jokes. I did ask for Christmas-related jokes. So I found a Christmas-related joke. Okay, go on. And anyway, if no one sends them in, I'm still finding one. Are you going to say this one right this week? No. <laughs> I tried um, shipping a, a Bon Jovi album to my cousin for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Mm, it's not been delivered yet, though. Tracking report just keeps saying, oh, it's halfway there. <laughs> It's a Christmas present. <laughs> the, the Bon Jovi album's a Christmas present, that's why. I'm living on a prayer that it gets there in time. I am. That's a lot of money, that did. <laughs> my mum will like that one. She will, she'll love Big that. Bon Jovi fan. She probably ate it then, because my voice has definitely not done Bon Jovi any justice. <laughs> I'd like to apologise to any Bon Jovi. In fact, you know what? You chose to listen. <laughs> I can't sing. It's not singing podcasts. We'll mute that. We'll edit it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll voice. Well, we'll voice tune you. Well, good luck because you don't know how to use the podcast editing app, and I do, <laughs> and I sure aren't doing that. I think I could if I tried. I'll be honest. Yeah, no. I'm quite tech savvy. Mm, mm. I just don't try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that now. You can do it every other week. We'll, we'll do one. We'll do one each week. No, you've got it down. You've got a system. Ava. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, we're bringing out a private podcast for members soon as well, like the clients. Yeah. So now that means I'm gonna have two podcasts a week. And we're going to be bringing in a different type of podcast next month, so that's going to require editing. Oh, podcasts. Podcasts coming out of my ears. Oh, that's weird. Why do they? Because there's that many in my head that are coming out. Oh my God, that's what that means. <laughs> is, that, is that the thing? There's that much so in much head. in my head that it's coming out of my ears. That no, that's means? not that what Have it we means? discovered what that means? <laughs> Everybody's like, yes, of course, that's what that means. I know who you'll be shouting. At Laura the, Hurst. Laura Hurst. Always. Always. <laughs> Honestly, I, I take a shouting out from Laura every single week for something I've said. <laughs> something we can't think of. Yeah, I'm, honestly, if I can get an Apple podcast and get away so she's blocked from listening to the episodes, <laughs> so I get shouted out every week. Should we get her on as like a guest and she can just jump in every time we forget everything? Yeah, we'll, we'll, she'll be in every five seconds. Right, thank you very much for listening, everybody, including you, Laura Hurst. You're fantastic, really. Uh, as always, please like, share, subscribe. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. We massively appreciate it. But the last thing is, because I don't think you'll hear from us for Christmas, is we hope every single one of you, and this is genuine, we want to say a massive thank you for listening this year. We honestly cannot and could not appreciate you more for tuning in because, um, well, we literally... Wait, pause it. I want you to just pause it. Pause the recording. Merry Christmas! (laughs) Is it, yeah? It's been... Have a good Christmas. I was just in the middle of saying I appreciate you all and Jen told me to show up so she could go and get some bells and say Merry Christmas to you Reggie's all. bells off the door. He, yeah. he rings until that was not he needs the toilet. It's still ringing him. I also told Jen to try and do it as quiet as possible. I think she failed on that. Apologies for you. Sorry yours. for your ears. Anyway, as I was saying, we massively, massively, massively appreciate your support. So thank you so much for sticking with us throughout 2021 and hopefully you'll come into 2022 with us. Have an incredible year. Have an incredible Christmas. Hope Santa brings you everything that you wanted. And we'll see you in 2022.